Welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 89. These small acts change everything. Yes. You. Yes, they do. Hate the title. I do hate the title. He I had a much better title. Whatever. We don't, we have this argument. I know. Time. We talk about it all the time, too. It's, he likes the ambiguous artsy ones, and I like to tell you kind of what you're going to get into. That doesn't tell him anything. Small well, but, acts But you're like, everything. okay, I'm going to listen to this and maybe something will help me like improve versus like some random, you're like, <laughs> anyway, I'm not even going to tell you what his, his title was. Um, we took a short little break, guys. We did. Um, sometimes you need that in life. I think we just needed a like a little breathing room with all of our schedule and yep. everything and that was kind of and- going on. Yeah, in life and we had lots of birthdays. All three of your boys had birthdays within two weeks. Um, Good graduations. Travel. Yeah, it's just it's been a lot of a lot of going, and um, so we just took a little a little break. And y'all have reached out, and you're like, "Are you coming back?" And we're back. I'm sorry we took a unexpected break. Um, we did not intend to do that. But Dear, hey, during our break though, we got some great news. Yeah. Uh, according to Buzz Sprout, which is I guess one of the things that. It's just who hosts our podcast. Okay. Which means uh, we hit 100,000 downloads. Yeah. That's incredible, guys. Thank y'all so much. I know. That's so exciting. I was really shocked when I got the email. We don't like track this podcast like religiously. It's, we did the first two weeks. The first two weeks, we were like every <laughs> single download we watched. Um, but now we just kind of we put them out there in the world and hope it's helpful. And we're really bad about promoting it. We do like no promotion. No. We used to send out email blasts and post it on our socials. We have to get better about that, by yeah, the way. We do. Anyway, we've never done the two things that tend to grow podcasts. Number one is paid advertisements, which we've never run a single paid no. advertisement at all. The second is bringing on guests because that makes sense. You bring on guests, they have a following, they share the podcast, they're followers hear yeah. about it you know uh, that just has never been our strategy we understand that strategy works yeah. for us it's just been a chance to have a conversation between the two of us and every once in a while maybe once a year we have a guest on but for the most part it's just you and i chatting yeah. so it kind of breaks all the rules so we realize yeah. this is you guys i mean the and sh- y'all sharing it yeah. like that always is so incredibly helpful and that's what helped us get here so yeah. so we got the grateful. little award but really it goes to you guys yeah. for listening and sharing so thank you for doing yeah. that thank you so much and it's we apologize exciting. for being like mia for a month yeah that's all right um we've got mother's day coming up this weekend yes we do so if you're listening like now you know it's coming up are on you excited Sunday. So you know, is your second one i know i really liked mother's day last year you got me like breakfast in bed mm-hmm. and um, flowers and a gift, and then we went to lunch. I'm like an experience person. Yes, I love sure. experiences, but I also love gifts. My love language is gifts. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, honest moment. On a scale of one to ten, where would you put ten being amazing gift giver, one being you're terrible, you don't even try? Where would you say I fall? Oh, you have a lot of gifts personally. That um, you excel in. Yeah. You you do not excel in gift Give giving. Give me a number between one and ten. Is this if you're picking out the gift on your own? Yeah, just me. Just write me. Probably a two or a three. Oh, my gosh. I would have thought seven. Are you serious? Yes. My gifts aren't that bad. They're, that's what I'm saying. Like They're thoughtful, kind of. But then it's like it's you just don't have the best taste in women's stuff, which is fine. I don't expect yeah. you to. Yeah. Um, but maybe he I need struggles. to develop a like a 
a call list for me. Like, here's five people I should call before I buy Jordan a gift. Yeah, I mean, I think about the gifts that you've given me that have been the best. One's my engagement ring, which my best friend helped you pick out, right? She did. Um, And then the other one is our Peloton, which was not a normal gift. That was like kind of a post-baby birthday (laughs) big gift. I specifically asked for it. Um, So I don't know that you've ever like surprised me with a gift that I was like, wow, he really nailed it. (laughs) I am shocked right now. This sounds really bratty. I I asked. I shouldn't have asked if I wasn't prepared to hear that. Wow. So anyways, um, I told him this year for Mother's Day, like, don't worry about a gift. I just like experiences. I still, and we, in advance, we've already went out to eat once to celebrate Mother's Day because we're going to be out of town. And I broke the rules. I got you a couple great gifts that I'm sure you're going to cherish for a lifetime. I can't wait. I'll let you guys know next week. What Hopefully a... I move from a two or a three up to like a five or a six. Maybe you're a four. Maybe a two or three is pretty harsh, but maybe you're a four. <laughs> Anyways, wish me luck, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> One day Pepper will be able to pick it out. Okay. <laughs> You'll be okay then. Yes. All right. So these small acts change everything. Yeah. We're actually talking about small acts of kindness. Oh, my favorite. And it is a huge favorite of yours and I kind of ran across a couple studies that have done some in-depth research on how this impacts us so I want to talk a little bit about like why and then also how it impacts us mm-hmm. and also why we don't do it hmm. as often as like we think we would but okay but let's start by this if you're listening to this right now I want you to think about a moment where someone showed you a ramp we'll call it a random act of kindness like out of the blue, you got a text message from a friend that you haven't talked to in a year, and they were generally just following up, checking on you, see how you're doing. Uh, you're in a grocery store, and someone compliments you on the outfit you have on. Or um, someone randomly drops by your house with some flowers or a small gift. I had lunch with a buddy today, and out of nowhere, he, he brought a little gift for me. It's a small gift. And you went to lunch for his birthday. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But gosh, I am a bad gift giver. Mm. People even give gifts to me you before I have the... expecting a gift. I took him to lunch. That was the gift. Oh. And I'm buying him a book. Oh, great. Okay. No, anyway. he's, he's... But it, but anyway, it was just a small gift. I, I obviously wouldn't expect a gift since it's his birthday. But I was like, it, yeah. it took a minute, right, to think about that again and, and just give it to me. Mm-hmm. So I want you to think about that moment, right, that you received the random gift, you got the card in the mail, somebody shot you a text message, you got some flowers, um, somebody compliments you in the airport or the grocery store or wherever, mm-hmm. and think about how that made you feel. Can you think of one recently, a small act of kindness somebody did for you? Um, yeah. we. I mean, I feel like a lot of times people are just kind, but... Um, I go to Chick-fil-A every Friday with Pepper. Yep. It's like her and I, like our date day, we just go to Chick-fil-A. And the same staff is there every Friday. Um, they're so sweet. Obviously, it's Chick-fil-A, so you kind of expect yep. that. But there's this woman who works there who every single time goes above and beyond like yeah. what I would expect anyone to even do at a restaurant. The and small acts of kindness. Yeah, and she, like I walk in and she sees me carrying Pepper and she goes and gets the high chair for me and puts it at the table she knows I like to sit at and puts out the placemat and she just overserves. Yeah. Um, and I'm not the only one she does that for, but yeah, she's that's something I always cherish because she has seven kids herself. I know her now, but she has seven kids herself. So she knows, oh, that's going to be hard for her to yeah. do. You know, so I always feel really seen and like cared for there. I, I love that. One. I love that. I, I think recently I had 
um, spoke somewhere and I got a handful of emails from people, but not just like, hey, great talk, but here's how that talk impacted me. Mm-hmm. Here's how my life is going to be different. Here's what I'm applying. And there was a season in my life where I kind of, I won't say ignored, but I skimmed those emails and I focused on the critical ones. Yeah. And for some reason, I feel like I must have just been in a good place to receive those. And that really, it meant a lot to me. Yeah. That somebody went out of their way to look me up, email me some very specific, like, this yeah. how it impacted me. The point being this, I can't think of a time anybody has done a small, random act of kindness for me, whether it was an email, a compliment, whatever, that it did not change my mood for the better. Mm-hmm. That it did not make me feel seen in that moment. Mm-hmm. It, it's always a positive thing. But what's interesting is a lot of these studies show that there's a couple things that hold us back. Even though we know the benefit of when it happens to us, when we are in a moment where we feel prompted, we see an opportunity, or we get the idea. Like, this happens to me a lot when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of free time. And I'm driving, I'm like, you know what? I should really send a note to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Or I'm reading this book right now, and it's awesome. I know so-and-so would love this book. And I, I get the idea in the car, but then sometimes I don't follow through with it. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that I think holds us back, obviously, from these random acts of kindness when, when we were prompted to do them is time. Yeah, just busyness. If you're living in a rush, you don't have time to stop in the grocery store and say to somebody, hey, I just noticed what you did for your kid. You're a good mom. Mm-hmm. You're a good dad. Mm-hmm. Right? You're, you're in too big of a hurry. Or the example I just gave of when you're driving in a car, you think of an idea, and you're like, yeah, I'll do that. But then you get home and you're busy and you don't take the time to send mm-hmm. them the book or write them the note. So I, I think busyness is really hard to be open to following up with random acts of kindness when you're living at warp speed, mm-hmm. right? Because everything around you is just functional. You got to get here. You got to get there. Yeah. But in this study, some of the other things that really jumped out at me that hold people back, one, a number one reason people were afraid was that it would obligate them to more. Obligate the giver to more? Yes. So I'll give you an example they used in this article. That if you text that friend you haven't talked to in a year, mm-hmm. that you've been thinking about them and ask them how they're doing, yeah. that they may come back with, Let's great, lunch. hey, could we have lunch next week? And maybe in this season of your life, you don't have time for that. So in order to avoid that possible future obligation, you just choose not to make contact. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I can see that. And I get that. Can I give you an example? And. And I know you've got one, too, and we're going to share these examples, not in any way to toot our own horns, but just to kind of show you how this plays out. So for me, there's this, uh, there's this I call him a kid. He's not a kid. He's a young man that works at Kroger. So we have a Kroger in our neighborhood, and so we're there pretty much every day. Almost. At least five days a week. Yeah. At least. And uh, this young man, his name's Charlie. How would you describe Charlie? Um, I think he has some kind of developmental disorder. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So he does. And it's it's kind of obvious. Uh, but I don't know how. I think the way we met Charlie is he just literally walked up and mm-hmm. was like, hi, my name's Charlie. Yeah. What's your name? 
but we had seen him probably for a year prior to that. Yes. And like acknowledged him and was like, but never exchanged names, I guess. Right. It just kind of weighed from a distance <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And so Charlie and I have kind of randomly started this relationship. Yeah. And uh, now Charlie, as soon as he sees me in Kroger, he could be on the other side of Kroger, is going to yell my name super loud, Pete! Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to take off running to give me a hug. Yeah. So we started with a fist bump. Now you're in the hug Then an awkward kind of handshake, and now he's just full on giving me hugs. And and now has expectations of more for your relationship. Right. Well, this is where I was going with the afraid <laughs> it might obligate them to more. You, I, I get that because like with Charlie at first, it was just a, hey, buddy. Now he wants to stop and talk. So stop and talk. Uh, earlier this week. Was that yesterday? No, two Yesterday, the day before, we're walking in a Kroger. Charlie sees me in the parking lot. He runs up. He's like, Pete, Pete. He's like, I have a question. I was like, okay, where is this going? And uh, Charlie says, um, I was wondering, could you go to Sonic and get me a milkshake? <laughs> <laughs> and and I, again, I had to just be honest with Charlie. I, Sorry, buddy. Maybe another time, but right now we're trying to get dinner. We've got to get home. Pepper's kind of on the schedule. And he was totally okay with that. He's like, okay, thanks. That's fine. Yeah, totally okay yeah, with that. It's funny. But yeah, he'll find me and critique items I have in my cart that he thinks aren't healthy for mm-hmm. me. You name it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of get the obligation thing, but I also think if you have healthy boundaries mm-hmm. it's okay to text yeah. your friend that you don't necessarily have time to have lunch with see how they're doing and then if they come back with a doing great can we have lunch just like i'm i'm sorry I, you know yeah i can't right now maybe it, it doesn't take time. away from the initial act of kindness you know like i think that still can stand alone yes even if you can't go to dinner or even if you can't have a 30 minute conversation with charlie and kroger or whoever it is like it it still that act of kindness still can still changes people. Yes, even if you can't continue on the long run. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so that was a big reason people were afraid. Uh, again, people didn't have time. People were afraid it might obligate them to more. And then the third thing, third reason was people completely underestimated how much the act of kindness actually meant. Hmm. So you know, you get the idea of oh, I'm gonna tell this random person I like their haircut. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that looks really cute on you, whatever it is that people say to one another. Uh, Hopefully you don't go up to men and tell them that something looks really cute on them. No, no, no. I was kind of thinking more, it felt like something, I was channeling you. It felt like something you would would do. Like, in that moment, you're like, ah, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Right, so we tend to kind of the the whole point. The research across multiple studies was the reason that people didn't do it is they just underestimated how people would value that reach out, the random act of kindness, that kind word, and and that's what kept people from doing it. Yeah, I was there about a week ago I, with the same woman at Chick Fil A, and I, to be honest with you, I did not even really remember her first name. I knew it was like what it kind of sounded like or what it started with, but I couldn't remember fully her first name. Um, so when I say I know her, I mean like I don't know her. I have, we have like exchange hellos, right? Um, but I went there last week and I knew she had seven kids and she had told me that before because she's always like, I totally understand it's hard when you are out with the kids alone or whatever else. And I have one, right? And yep. so I feel completely like a rookie here and she has seven. Anyway, um, I had felt like days before that, I'd felt like this pull to like get, give her a small gift for mother's day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sh- I know her kids will probably do that, but it was more just more of a thank you than a happy mother's day gift for her. And 
So it was just a gift card to Target. And um, so I gave it to her. But before that, I was like, you know what? That probably is inappropriate. Or maybe they're not allowed to accept gifts at Chick-fil-A. Or, or would this offend her? Or would it offend her? Or like I also had Pepper and I was going to have to go stop somewhere, get her out of the car, go get the gift card, get a card, write in it, all in the car before I get into Chick-fil-A. Like all the logistics were like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Like whatever. Um, but I, because I had felt that pull for days, like it wasn't just like out of nowhere. I had felt it for days. I was like, all right, I'm just going to be faithful to what I felt like I was supposed to be doing. And so I gave her the card. I did not expect her to open it. I thought she would, you know, take it home and open it, but she, um, opened it when I went to Chick-fil-A that day. Um, not in front of me, but anyway, so she left the table and came back and she was emotional and, um, just describing to me kind of her financial situation, which mm. I didn't know, of course, but you also assume you've got a lot of kids like that's expensive and she works really hard and, um, but it meant the world to her and I could tell that. And, you know, I, I, there's people in our lives that we pass by every single day and, um, we don't know their stories, but, yeah. um, there was something about her that I felt, you know, she just was genuinely grateful. And so that's a great example. Like you, I could have thought, eh. It doesn't yeah. mean much to her, but it changed her whole day and probably more. Yep. Um, so that's, again, not to toot horns, but that's a logistical example of like, ah. But then yeah, when you, you feel that. You actually hit all the excuses that people come up with in that study <laughs> for not doing it in that one encounter. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's so it's so easy not to do it. That's why it's so meaningful when people yeah. do. Do you think women in general are better at this than men? I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I think maybe it's easier. Um, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's... I feel like women do it more often. Like, for instance, I, I mentioned the friend I had lunch with today who brought me a small gift, but that that's pretty rare. But I see, like, with your friends all the time, you take flowers to somebody for a random day. They drop off flowers here for what seems to me like just random. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like women are... I don't want to say more naturally inclined, but maybe more comfortable expressing their kindness. That's to probably it. It's probably more comfortable. And I also think, and this could be wrong. I love, I love um, being this person in a friend group, but not that I am that for all my friend groups, but I love that when there's one person like that in a friend group, it does kind of start a chain reaction yeah. to that, you know, like, Oh, you had a hard day. Here's flowers. And then that person remembers that gift. Yeah. And then when you have a hard day, they do flowers. Contagious. So yeah, it's that, it's that domino effect. I think of, um, it takes one person, right. And that sounds so cliche, but it really does. Like one person's act of kindness can kind of help someone else see what that means. And so they want to be a mm -hmm. part of that change too. I love that. I want to read you this quote because uh, this was out of this article, again, about why we, how we underestimate how much it means. And it says this, when you're doing something for someone else, you're thinking about the thing that you're giving and what its value is. Recipients, on the other hand, are thinking about the warmth associated with the fact that it was given to them by another person out of kindness. Mm -hmm. So you think, oh, this cup of coffee is not going to mean anything. Obviously, they can afford a cup of coffee. They're in line already to get one. Mm -hmm. The recipient doesn't just see it as a free cup of coffee. That's functional. The yeah. value comes in, ah, oh, somebody else was actually thinking about me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so th that's why I think sometimes these random acts of kindness, we don't actually engage in them because we are thinking about the value yeah. of what we're actually giving, the gift. Mm -hmm. or the words, which actually cost nothing. 
uh, when the reality is the recipient is processing it much differently. That's so true. You know what I think is interesting about random acts of kindness, the ones that are really random and like you don't even get the chance to be like see how it's received yeah i think that's really life-changing too because not life-changing but maybe day-changing because someone it almost instead of putting your hope in a person it puts your hope in mankind yeah and it's like wow someone just has no clue who i am and in front of me at the drive-thru bought my lunch like yep that's it starts to make you think maybe all people aren't bad you know like it i think that has an even grander element of kindness and hope. Yeah. And what this study says is that then that person, the recipient, is statistically more likely to then do an act of kindness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for somebody else. So to your point, what you said earlier about what it does inside of a friend group, I think happens, you know, on even a grander scale in society when people do this. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Uh, That whole idea of what we're just talking about really comes down to the gesture itself is a lot more consequential than the content of the compliment or the content of the gift. Yeah. It's the gesture Mm -hmm. that really goes a long way. So this is, I know we're running out of time, but I'll just bullet point this list real quick. This is from psychology today. The benefits of random acts of kindness. Uh, It releases positivity. That's obvious one. Uh, Second one is it can release neurochemicals that result in a sense of well-being. They call it the helper's high. Mm -hmm. So it just makes you personally feel better about that. It can reduce uh, pain. So it's actual dopamine. Dopamine, yeah. That's released in doing that. It enhances the release of Oxycontin, an interaction where two or more people are engaged in kindness behavior. It turns bonds between those who are kind to one another and they're strengthened. I think it's oxytocin, not oxycontin. Oh, oxytocin. Did I say oxycontin? Yeah, I think that's a drug. Wow. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's people like, oh, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be kind to everybody. If I get oxycontin for that, everybody. that's just probably expensive, isn't it? <laughs> No, oxytocin. oxytocin. I'm sitting there looking at his notes upside down. I'm like, surely that is not what. Well, it's says. funny. We've been having this debate lately because I can't see anymore, mm-hmm. and I need to have glasses on. But the only readers I have are like on Amazon for fourteen. You just need cents. better glasses, so you wear them. Yeah, I do. Anyway. But the last thing is it enhances both physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it's like wow. All, it costs nothing usually to do. Maybe a few dollars if you're actually purchasing something for somebody else. But the benefits that you get from it, the benefits the other person gets from it, the ripple effect of that moment just encourages me to look for more opportunities to just be kind to the people around us. Yeah. I think kindness kind of, for some reason, culturally hit this like, it was like a buzzword for Mm -hmm. everyone. Like, just be kind, just be kind. And a lot of the people who are proponents of kindness have been the recipients of the opposite. Um, I know that's, I've always had the, um, uh, the line from Cinderella that I love, which is have courage and be kind. Um, the courage part I think is necessary to like have a a path in life, but the kindness part is I've always just thought that that is life changing. And I've seen it modeled for me, for my parents, for my whole childhood. Yeah. And I watched, you know, my dad go out of his way to give somebody money. I've watched my mom go out of her way to bring Christmas to families. Like, it was part of who they were in their mm-hmm. lifestyle. And because of that, I w- it, it just almost became something that I also did. It wasn't even like an intentional thing. Again, not tooting my horn here. It's more just to say, to model that for your kids, to model that for the people around you. That's great. Um, because... It, 
it's not just influencing that one person. I can think of times I've seen someone else do something kind and it probably meant as much to me as to the person that they were doing the kind act for. Cause yeah. you see it and you're like, Oh my gosh, that was so kind. That was so sweet. Um, so it, again, it's, it is that ripple where yes, you drop the coin in the water and that's the initial, but then that, ripple effect of the people around them seeing it. Maybe they go get on the phone and tell someone else about what happened to them that day. They go on social media and thousands of people hear about it. Like it just has such potential for impact. And especially if you're a parent, um, you get to demonstrate that to your kids and then that becomes who they are and what they value and how they treat people and all of that. So I just, I don't know. I just feel so strongly about it and I'm grateful that I had that modeled to me as a kid. Yep. Yep. And I, I think, you know, just to kind of wrap this up for me, what I think about is every time you do a random act of kindness, even to somebody that you don't know at all, there's a connection that's formed. Mm -hmm. Maybe not a deep connection, but a connection's formed. And connection is everything. Yeah. When you think about your overall happiness and purpose in life, connection is everything. Mm -hmm. And now for us, when we're in Kroger, there's a connection with Charlie. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to going in there and you know, him making a big deal about us being mm -hmm. there. When you go into Chick-fil-A now, you're not just going in there and getting lunch. There's a connection that's mm -hmm. been formed there mm -hmm. that's impacted another human being. And again, connection is everything. Yeah. So my challenge is this, this week, uh, from the point that you, whenever you listen to this, right, uh, for the next seven days, I want you to every day for seven days, look for an opportunity for some random act of kindness. Mm -hmm. It could be living a little bit of an extra tip. It could be texting a friend. It could be complimenting somebody, writing a note, whatever. Look for the next seven days, every day, for one small random act of kindness, which then creates a connection. And connection mm -hmm. is everything. And just see what that does for you, what it does for them, mm -hmm. and the ripples that it creates in your life and in your world. I love that. I was I giggled in my head when you said leaving an extra tip because when Pete and I go to <laughs> lunch or dinner, sometimes I, there is usually, I'd say it only happens about once a month Yeah, where I feel like completely like convicted. I need to set this person up for life. Not that we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's never, ever, ever tied to logic or performance of that he, that's individual. What he, that's what he gets on to me. <laughs> He's like, they are not good at their job. Anyway. Let's like bless somebody who knocks our socks off. But I know, I know that's But he knows I have a look and he knows yeah, I know every single time. So give your significant other the look when you're at the table and give them big tips because I'm a huge fan of that one. <laughs> yep. No, I love it. I love the challenge. I love the seven days. Um, again, it's, it's a habitual thing, kind of, yep. it becomes part of what you're thinking about. And so obviously, yeah, I was going to say you do it for seven days and then it, maybe it becomes something you're known for. And I think that's awesome. Yep. And if you don't think you have time to do it, then your life's out of balance. Mm. Slow down. We'll do that podcast another time. I was going to say, that's a whole other one. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for the 100,000 downloads. I cannot tell you how much that means to us. Um, again, the importance of that number is just that. Um, hopefully it means that you guys are enjoying this and it's helpful and in some way and it's equally as helpful for Pete and I so right. we're super grateful um, alright well that was another good, good talk, talk.